Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Hashtag Miranda Show. I am your host, the Twitterless heroine herself, ring announcer to the stars, Miss Fancy Pants, the most professional podcaster, the pop punk princess, and most importantly, the queen of soft style, million dollar Miranda Morales here. Welcome to another edition of the Hashtag Miranda Show, which is a podcast that is a proud part of the Chairshot Radio Network, which you can find on thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. I am joined, as always, by, well, the producer of the Hashtag Miranda, <laughs> Hashtag Miranda Show. Uh, he is the kingpin of the chairshot.com, the unstoppable one, the king of shit takes. And if you also didn't know, he's a wrestling promoter. The Reverend Greg DeMarco. It's me. It, it's me. Uh, I was going to go with the DDP theme thing there, but I, I couldn't figure out how to do it, so. It's yeah. just me. I'm just here. It's just, it's just Greg. It's just me. It's what it is right now. Greg. You know, it's summertime. Yeah. Work, everything. Yeah, it's just me. Well, it's just us here on this week's episode of the Hashtag Miranda Show. Back after a little mini hiatus, which, you know, just tends to happen. But we are here to talk some pro wrestling this week. Well, we're going to be touching on NXT and specifically we're going to be talking about some of the returns. Uh, not maybe not so much returns, but, uh, wrestlers coming from Raw and SmackDown to NXT. Uh, we've had a few more recent cases of that happening. So we're going to talk about that as well as maybe share some thoughts on kind of the overall, you know, success rate of that. And, uh, uh, what our thoughts really are on uh, this model uh, of, um, you know, sharing talent, um, especially in this, this NXT, um, not, you know, black and gold, not 2.0, but this, you know, NXT, which I don't know. Does this NXT really have a name? It doesn't have a name. It, it, people were going like white and gold at first, but it's really people yeah. went white and gold. People went 3.0, but it's really just kind of been NXT. Well, I, I just want to make sure I wasn't missing anything. I, I mean, I am not are. on Twitter. If you are, then I am. As well. Yeah. I'm not on Twitter, so I miss a lot of stuff. Nor so. should you be. Yeah, no, I'm still not. Nah, no, still, sir. Still, I'm still good. a heroine. Yeah. Still, still heroic. I'm st- still not going to be on Twitter. So with that. Um, so, yeah, that's what we're going to talk about on this week's episode. Uh, but before we get into that, of course, we like to highlight independent wrestling in the Arizona area. And typically this is where we would talk about IZW impact zone wrestling. Of course, we still have uh, the next event coming up. Gosh, I haven't done this plug in a minute. Um, But on September 23rd, 
We have the Line Classic scheduled. Of course, uh, you can still get tickets for that event. Um, and we'll be talking about it throughout the next few months. But I want to highlight something that is happening very, very soon. And by that, I mean this Saturday uh, that is going to be June 17th. Wrestle Drag makes its return. Our last show was back in December and it's been a long hiatus for Wrestle Drag, but why not celebrate Pride Month with Wrestle Drag? Really one of the most unique wrestling experiences in all of Arizona. It is a combination of wrestling and drag performances and together we get Wrestle Drag. Um, Make sure to follow Wrestle Drag on social media at Wrestle Drag. Tickets are still available uh, for the show. It's being held at the famous Nile Theater in downtown Mesa, Arizona. Uh, doors open at 7 p.m. Bell is at 8 p.m. Tickets are available at hittheropes.net, uh, or you can get them on Wrestle Drag social media. Uh, but one of the reasons, though, I bring this up is that there is a tie-in to IZW happening at this show. And it's a really unique stipulation that's happening. So we have our Wrestle Drag champion, Bryce Saturn, um, who was the inaugural champ, who's been the defending champion now uh, for over a year, um, has been... Um, really defending the belt both you know at Russell Drag and also at IZW. Um an opportunity has come up um where a winner takes all match has been declared and you wonder well winner takes all what's the other you know what was what's you know the other thing or what is the winner taking off? Well we now have a triple threat match for both the Russell Drag and IZW World Heavyweight Championship. So Bryce Saturn will be defending his championship. Charles Cassage will also be defending his championship. And in the middle, we have main event Daniels. Evan Daniels. Um, you know, pretty much trying to, to grab uh, both titles. But uh, a trio of men who have a lot of respect and admiration for each other, who have trained together, worked together, traveled together in one of the probably the biggest high stake match of their careers happening at Wrestle Drag. Um, I want to jump to you, Greg, a little bit to kind of explore the IZW side of this component because um, the IZW World Heavyweight Championship is on the line at a non-IZW event, and I can't recall the last time that's happened. It did happen in April. Um, it was not sanctioned or scheduled, but it did. Charles Cassius did end up putting the IZW World Heavyweight Championship on the line at the Hit the Ropes event at the same Nile Theater uh, a week after winning the IZW World Heavyweight Championship. Not approved, not not approved by Commissioner Derek Montia, but he did it. This is a little bit interesting, though, because you have all three members of Final Destination challenging for these two championship belts, including Bryce Saturn, who on April 22nd found himself in a situation where his career in IZW was on the line against EJ Sparks in an immediate rematch of the match they had, which happened before the Wrestle Drag Championship. Bryce lost and is gone from IZW. So the interesting situation is obviously if Charles Cassius wins, it doesn't really affect IZW all that much. He has a scheduled title defense coming up. All that continues. If main event Daniels wins, then does he defend against Jordan Cruz? What happens there with September 23rd? We don't know. Does that change things for Charles Cassius? Like, we don't know what that means. And then if Bryce Saturn were to win, he's not even on the roster. And and he's not scheduled to be there in September. He's not yeah. welcome back anymore. This, you know, he, he, he wanted to end DJ Sparks' career. Derek made him put his own career on the line. And next thing you know, he's gone from IZW. Is this a plan for him to get back into the company? We don't know. If he wins, is that his bargaining chip? Because he now holds mm -hmm. the World Heavyweight Championship. Charles Cassius has been very free about putting the title on the line. Um, would this even be recognized if he were to lose? Like, there are so many questions that, that need to be answered. And, and obviously, um, you know, we get the first part of those questions here this weekend. So, um, I love all three guys. You know, and 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 it it was sad when when Bryce had to leave. You know, for for me, 
um, being the, the wrestling promoter that Miranda talked about might make my life easier if Bryce Saturn were to not win this match. But uh, I don't want to wish that upon anybody. So we're all waiting like like everybody else is with bated breath to see what the heck's going to happen with the IZW World Heavyweight Championship. And I mean, Charles Cassius only ever lost one match in IZW. He, he mm-hmm. lost to Jacob Austin Young. But he's wrestling two people that know him better than anybody. And, and train with him. And if anybody knows his weaknesses, it's them. And he's in a, he could find himself in a two on one situation with people who, who he's, he's had as partners and opponents in the past. So he's definitely, you know, he's being very cavalier with this championship in this situation. And no one's going to stop him, but, it, mm-hmm. you know, it could lead to a whole heck of a lot of things. There's a lot of unknown that, that, that could be on our plates come June 18th when this is over. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you talked about, again, there's kind of a domino effect, um, regardless of who takes all. Uh, but that's kind of the unique aspect of this match. It is a winner takes all. So the winner will, um, be both the new or not the new, but will, someone will be new in some aspects. Yes. Um, but will hold the Wrestle Drag Championship and the IZW World Heavyweight Championship. So, yeah, and, and this could uh, not happen anywhere but Wrestle Drag. Like, like there's yeah. just no really other environment where you could see these three people competing in a in a three way match. So, yeah. um, that uh, in of itself is is more than enough reason to be there at the Nile Theater this Saturday night for that event. Um, for me, obviously, the vast vested interest in what happens with uh, with with our championship, but. You've also got EJ Sparks and Thugnificent mm-hmm. in tag team action on the event as well. Bryn Thorne, our women's champion, will be in action, and, and other members of the IZW roster will be competing as well. It, it's it, as as you know, we're big supporters of Wrestle Drag and the things that we do. We they do, and we've talked about that on this program how IZW supports that. But now it's 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 you know our championship also hanging in the balance. Yeah. So make sure to go uh, to uh, Wrestle Drag social media. There you'll see um, all of the graphics of the talent that are going to be there. Some great promos as well as information on how to purchase your tickets. Again, you can get them at hittheropes.net. Um, the event will be happening at the Nile Theater in downtown Mesa. Doors open at 7 in the Bell time is eight o'clock. And along with great wrestling, you're going to have some fantastic drag performances from Beatrix Bella Rouge, Alexander, uh, Alexandra Armstrong, and Moxie Strokes, um, staples of the Wrestle Drag events. And if you are looking to have a great time in a fun environment, this is the place to be. So I cannot say enough good things about this upcoming show, about Wrestle Drag as a whole, um, and about the talent, both the wrestlers and the drag performers um, that are going to be. Uh, at this event. So again, get your tickets now. Hit the ropes.net. You can follow Wrestle Drag on social media at Wrestle Drag. And again, happening this Saturday, June 17th. These shows come very few and far between. So you don't want to miss out. Get your tickets now. And well, if you're looking to support uh, Wrestle Drag, IZW, and thechairshot.com, well, I got a place for you, Greg. Go ahead, do me a favor, and wind it up. It's time! Oh, you know it's time to go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot to pick up your very own IZW and chair shot t-shirt today. Now, when you go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot, you're going to find a ton of awesome t-shirts in uh, and designs in support of IZW Impact Zone Wrestling and the Chairshot.com, which includes the IZW Pride t-shirt, which, hey, if you want to uh, buy and wear for the upcoming Wrestle Drag event, well, one, you got to get it now and have to rush order it. But if you want to wear something that is supporting uh, all of your friends, your family, your allies, or yourself um, for Pride Month, you can get the IZW Pride shirt that's available in white and in black. 
as well as other awesome IZW t-shirts, including the Arizona's Best Shirt, the IZW NWA design, uh, the IZW no, new world order design and much, much more. Uh, and you can customize these shirts in different colors and in different styles, including soft style. And while you're at it, you can visit prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot to pick up your very own chair shot t-shirt shirt. Like, well, the multiple always use your head t-shirts, the OG chair shot logo, including the chair shot worldwide. And well, of course, the Everybody Hates Greg shirt and the Queen of Soft Style t-shirt all available at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. If you want to spend a few extra dollars, you can get any t-shirt in soft style. So, And soft style comes with sleeves and without sleeves. So if you are ready to have the sun's out guns out this summer, I recommend getting your t-shirt in the sleeveless soft style. I have one myself and I love it. And I think you will too. So what are you waiting for? Go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. That is prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. All right, we are back with our main topic for tonight, and that is some NXT. You know this is the place to discuss NXT because, um, well, Patrick doesn't uh, watch NXT, so you can't occasionally, really talk about it on the radio Occasionally. Really. Well, uh, we watch more than him, so yes. we're just going to roll with it. Um, what I wanted to talk about and what started to mull over my, my head a little bit in kind of preparing for the show, um, and of course, because we recorded the show on Tuesday nights, which happens to be the night that NXT airs, um, is kind of highlighting the talent from Raw and SmackDown, a.k.a. the main roster that are making their way, have had made their way back to NXT. Um, so this past week, this week's episode, we saw Umberto Carrillo and Angel Garza make a special appearance and say they're back on NXT. Last week, we saw Dana Brooke make an appearance. Uh, before that, we've seen um, Mustafa Ali and Baron Corbin. Uh, not the wild cards, the uh, free agents, as you would say, um, of the roster making their way to NXT. So I want to talk a little bit about those real quick and kind of get your thoughts, Greg, on having some of these uh, current, you know, main roster talents making their way back to NXT. It's interesting because there are a lot of different ways to look at it. And I'm really not sure. Usually... I pride myself in being able to offer the perspective that puts it into perspective for everybody. Mm-hmm. But this one's different because Nick Khan, the, the real Khan in, in pro wrestling. Oh, I shit. Jest, I jest. I don't. Um, he has said that they want to make NXT more than, than that developmental show. They want to make yeah. it the third brand. Which is really ironic since that's what Triple H was trying to do. Right. So it'd be like, okay. so we're just going to go back to what they were doing. <laughs> And doing it pretty well, right. and then they just like said it. I, I'm just yes, yeah, very yeah. ironic. I, I, trust me, I feel you. Um, but it doesn't make sense. And then you look at some of the talent they're doing it with: Baron Corbin, Mustafa Ali. They have been in prominent spots before on the roster. Mm-hmm. Um, so those make sense, right? Dana Brooke, eh, like no, I mean she she literally gets more publicity. Because her face looks different every time you see her. Like that's literally what what gets the most play with her. And then Umberto Carrillo and and Angel Garza. You had Angel Garza who had a heck of a run in NXT and, and was a cruiserweight champion. Even proposed to a woman that I don't think he actually ever got married to. Um, after winning the cruiserweight championship on NXT, went to the main roster. Had a you know literally went to the main roster around WrestleMania 36 to kind of establish that timeline. We just had wow. 39. So he'd been there Damn. for a while, right? Because he was there as part of Zelina Vega's faction that she had with 
Austin Theory and some others, and and or maybe it was yo. Anthony like Thomas. I can't even fucking believe you remember all this because like I don't. I'm probably remember mixing any of this. it up, and it was probably later than that. But whatever, right? But he's been there for shit, a while. bro. That's he's crazy. Been there for a while now they're coming back, but to me they could even though they weren't like they've been really you know on again, off again on the main roster more off than on. And going to NXT, I think they can make a larger impact. So some of these moves lend themselves to Nick Khan wanting to make this roster a bigger deal. Others of the moves do kind of lend themselves to career rehab and, and us not knowing what to do with people. So I don't know. It, it's kind of like the championship situation. Like when the draft happened and and we didn't do a belt swap with the Raw and SmackDown Women's Champions because that went so well the last time. Like we were kind of in limbo and that really all sort of resolved itself this week. You know, yeah. fully, fully resolved. Although I bet they do it again with the tag titles here again soon. But it's it's so, so Triple H is not one to rush into these things. Plus making belts takes time. So... That puts us us where we are with those. So so I think we're really at the forefront of this trying to figure out what the heck it is. My gut instinct is that we are trying to increase the profile of NXT. Mm-hmm. And and the reason why I say that is because of the Seth Rollins situation, which I know you haven't yeah. brought up yet, so I'm not going to dig into that too far. But the talent coming in I do think is twofold. I think for some of them – it's like, okay, let's give you another opportunity, like we've done with people like Apollo Crews and, and others that we sent down. Uh, but with a Baron Corbin and a Mustafa Ali, like I do think there's some of that other motivation with them to increase the profile of the brand and the athletes on the brand. I I agree. And it's a, like you mentioned too, it's an interesting mix of people who came have been in high profile situations who've had um you know, outstanding careers in NXT, like Baron Corbin, um, and, and, um, well, uh, uh, Umberto, or I mean, uh, Angel Garza, um, in particular, but also a mix of maybe talent that you don't recognize as much or didn't have a, a long lifespan in NXT and a way to, to elevate them. Um, I know Dana Brooke was really just more featured in the women's battle Royal last, uh, week um and you know no evidence so far of like what may be next but i do think it's a you know more airtime for her in nxt than she gets in any other show so i do think too it's been a great way to well, leverage I know she showed up on tonight's episode yeah and and got involved with core jade again so mm-hmm. seems like we're heading in that direction here in yeah. the next few weeks yeah um and I haven't watched this week's NXT because I just saw it. Yeah. So, so yeah. So know that we have pieces to the puzzle, not the the whole thing, but still then too, you know, um, you know, does this make me feel then like, you know, she's going to get a win over for Jade? Absolutely not. I hope not. I'm not the biggest Dana. But is this also a great way to break up the monotony? Because also NXT. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just I don't see it happening. But you know what? It is an interesting way when you have so many so many talented people on the roster. It makes sense that, and so you don't run through stories that quickly. And also in NXT, the fact that you have a lot more of your roster that's much newer and less experienced and may not be necessarily ready for matches, you can have you know bring in people that you know, can be ready and, you know, really can help and give um, some of your bigger stars in NXT some fantastic matches and work and even feuds that allow them to kind of get to the next chapter. So I could see um, in the case of, you know, Cora Jade and, and Dana Brooke, you know, giving both of them an opportunity to work in the ring to, you know, put together great matches and also do something that, you know, won't really even impact other storylines around it or, or can happen in a little bit of a bubble, but also can help, you know, once it's over, you know, they split and move on and do the next thing. Um, I will talk a little bit this, uh, about this a little bit later, but it also could do wonders for, say, Dana Brooke, where, you know, we see what the success was with Mandy Rose, you know, someone who came come kind of rebranded, you know, really um, reinvented themselves. Now, I don't think necessarily Dana Brooke will do that, but I do think what we can actually finally see a little bit more is Dana Brooke's personality and get a better sense of who she is and, 
start building more of an attachment to her because I think that's been the challenge with her over the years. You know, she's been in these different roles, more of, you know, bodyguard, sidekick, you know, type of thing. And, and we just haven't been able to get a sense of who she is. And now truly in a one-on-one feud, we may be able to really get a sense whether we like it or not. I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm not trying to, you know, put out anything, but I at least she'll have that chance. You know, and I know, you know, fans were disappointed in uh, her, uh, you know, she had a championship match, uh, I thought. Uh, I think it was against Rhea Ripley not too long ago. And that seemed to disappoint Internet fans um, who originally wanted to give her a chance, then backtracked on that. Um, I, I do think that there's still a way to give her a chance. This is the much better format than, you know, a championship match that's done in 90 seconds on on raw yeah i agree with you on that part it's just interesting um yeah dana brooke is, is the most interesting aspect of them all in in what what they're doing i did want to go back to one thing with baron corbin coming in attacking yeah. carmelo hayes another thing that lends itself to the fact that they're trying to increase the profile of nxt was carmelo hayes and trick williams showing yep. up on smackdown and and that was somewhat unexpected and and it's not like smackdown was in orlando making it easy like there was travel involved and all of that so there had to be a plan in place, at least even if it was a quick plan. But it's, I, I think it's it's tough because then you go into the factor of, and obviously there's the big one that we haven't talked about yet, and we will. But what is NXT at that point? Because you and I have talked about this before. We've talked about it privately about local wrestling. We've talked about it, you know, about about wrestling, wrestling um, as well. When you don't have an identity like that shows, and that really. Uh, when you don't know who you are as, as a wrestling promotion, and we could get that way again with NXT. We don't know who this, you know, we don't know who we are anymore with NXT. When 2.0 debuted, we were like, what, what's going on? What is this? We don't know. Mm-hmm. So it, we could get to that point. Like, is it developmental? Is it not developmental? Black and gold NXT was so good that I was sitting here saying we needed an NXT for NXT. And yeah, and that, yeah. That well, you bring up, you you know, that's another good point about, you know, previously black and gold was like the work rate brand yeah. the work rate show because raw and smackdown was just more of the variety show and you've been calling it that for for years and that's truly more of an accurate representation now i think there's a lot more deeper storylines being woven into raw and smackdown where right. it still is a variety show but it's a little bit more soap opera ish um in a way like there's more interweavings between people. There's more deep rooted emotion that they're pulling from and, and drawing to and not keeping surface level. But I think that that is where in that can hurt NXT without having the identity that Ron Smackdown have now. Like it, it's a kind of a weird flip where Ron Smackdown now have more of an identity than, than NXT. So I agree that in this, you know, new world that we're in, NXT has to form its identity. I don't think it's going to be the, it, it would be very hard to, for it to be the work break show like it used to be because the, you know, talent is just not at that same caliber. Um, I also think that they're still kind of figuring themselves out between, you know, storylines that are campy, which what 2.0 was really more, it was much more of a campy right. show. Um, while also still ultimately giving their wrestlers the tools and experience to one day jump over to Raw and SmackDown. So still being kind of the preparation phase, developmental, but also not just having that as his identity, other aspects of it being its identity. And I can't pinpoint what that would look like or what what characteristics would make it have its own identity. I think in some ways it still has to somewhat reflect what we see on Raw and SmackDown because it's preparing them for that. Yeah. Um, but I also think there's aspects of it that could, you know, make it its own. Um, it's interesting. And I, yeah. They, they can't. One of the things about this Triple H era <clears throat> that's been different than all the other eras is that we have not tried to fix everything all at once. It's mm-hmm. definitely been a, a starting at the top of the card, working its way down. We just realign the championships, which again, who was calling for this like two years ago? It was me. But maybe even more than that. I don't know. But still, like, because I hated the names of the titles. Now we're finally aligned. The men's and women's championships have the same name again. Like, that's taken this long to get to that point. 
and and we fixed other things and then we fixed the rosters with the draft and 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 we're getting there and so I think now it's finally time for this to trickle down in NXT and and so it's just it causes some limbo for some things including the champions like we talked about and and all of that um and and NXT is getting ready to hit that weird limbo so it's going to be really easy over the next 3 to 6 months to complain about this aspect of NXT because it will exist. There will be some weirdness, mm-hmm. things that don't seem to gel right, things that don't seem to make sense. But then when we hit the other side of it, like we're doing now with the championships on Raw and SmackDown, it is going to start to make sense. And then I think we'll really start to figure out NXT's identity. So this is not going to be something that we're going to know in the next three to four weeks, which yeah. is hard for wrestling fans. No. Well, and you also talk about shifts and changes. Um, another thing that's happening, and we you know, we talked about it on the independent level, but now we're, we're I'm talking on the larger level um, is the women's tag team unification match happening um, in two weeks where uh, the WWE women's tag team champions will be facing the NXT women's tag team champions to unify them. Um, chances are uh, uh, the NXT tag champions are going to, to lose and then they'll be so. absorbed. Um, and I do think it is, you know, kind of their way of kind of reshifting their focus. Sometimes by taking out things that are no longer needed, you can focus in on what is. And it is something right now that NXT just doesn't have a women's tag team division. They don't have as as much talent there to sustain a whole never you know, really did women's and they never really did. And, and I think, you know, again I I hear, you know, all the different stories and things about why that was created to, you know, reflect a little bit more of what was on Raw and SmackDown, you know, but even then uh, on Raw and SmackDown, there's, it's been a challenge to have a, mm-hmm. a full roster for the women's tag team titles anyways. Um, but I mean, it, I, I think, think it, if, if we can accept that these are not going to be tag teams in the traditional sense and you have some. Like yeah. you have Katana Chance and Caden Carter, who will eventually win those things. They they will. Not right away, but but that'll happen. Um, you don't have a lot of tag teams in the traditional sense. Even everybody loved Sasha Banks and Bailey, but they weren't a traditional tag team either. Like the Iconics were, and people complain when they won. So no one will ever be happy. But it, it's it's if we can accept that this tag these tag teams are a special attraction and a showcase and not this legit deep division like some people want it to be, then I think it makes a lot more sense. Um, but, but I, I do believe it was necessary. I think it was necessary because it just didn't make sense to have them. It makes me worry for Isla Dawn and, and Alba Fire. Like, what are we then going to do with them? Um, I do feel like I missed an episode of NXT somewhere where, where this team made more sense than it does to me. But, um, but, but now are they going to stay together? Are they going to do things single? Are, are one or both of them going to return to NXT at some point now? Like, it feels like anything can happen. Well, I feel like the call up is set. So, you know, I, I think maybe they'll plant the seeds for an eventual breakup. Maybe you still keep them in the title chase because again, too, you, you do need some competitors for Shayna and Rhonda. So, uh, you know, you still have to, you know, have teams readily uh, available for now. Um, and these NXT call ups are kind of the best, um, examples or the the best pool that we have right now especially because on the women's roster with the more established stars again everyone's in their own feud or not on not not on tv at all so it's very much a black and white situation with with women's wrestling i feel like in wwe um and i think even in aw like you're in a feud or you're just you're just not yeah you know big differences in nxt NXT and I think NXT number one, and I would put Impact Wrestling number two, and then you've got like Raw, SmackDown, and then AEW. When you talk about programs for women that don't involve championships, NXT has more women's programs mm-hmm. going on that don't involve championships than any other show in wrestling. Mm-hmm. Like they literally have like four storylines for women right now that, that including the, the championship picture. That's more than anybody has. And, and, NXT has always been been good about that, or at least NXT 2.0, and then into this modern phrase, yeah. fam, you know, 
phase of NXT that we can't seem to name, have been really good about having storylines for women that don't involve championships, which has seemingly been impossible everywhere else, except yeah. for Impact Wrestling. Well, and I think maybe that's part of the 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 aha of the identity is that um, more equal airtime for men and women, more diversity in their talent pool, more diversity in airtime, you know, for talent. Um, because too, I think a unique aspect that kind of is related to this, but not so much, especially as you talk about Isla Donna and Alba Fry is how they've incorporated the NXT UK talent. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, you know, when it's worked, it's worked. And yeah. when it didn't, it didn't. But overall, there's been more successes in them being able to incorporate NXT talent and have them shine in NXT, um, or NXT UK talent in NXT than directly having them on the main roster. So I was, it is a little hilarious with Noam Dar that they're just kind of calling back to like a lot of his old character, yeah. um, just with new people and new names. I'm like, Oh, so this is what we're doing. So you're just gonna, okay. All right. You know. But it's a I bit know, more like, comical. I feel like we can, can we just bring out Alicia Fox at some point? Like, right? Like, even if it's just... a one-off, just to hear him say her name, yeah. um, that would be perfect. And, and who knows? Maybe, I mean, his little crew of people didn't exactly do him any favors this week on NXT. So I also am like, are we really trying to make the Heritage Cup a thing? Like, that's a whole other question that I have. Yeah, that's a whole other thing. And I don't, yeah, I don't know if I, I mean, it's not super important. Like, I'm not caring about it. And maybe that's their way of in- introducing what another type of mid card title without introducing a title, you know, like, I don't, I don't know, maybe it is trial and error and I can at least appreciate that they're trying, but I don't, I, I feel like at some point it's going to be unified with the North American championship. Eventually. I think eventually you'll get to a point where that, that happens. Who knows? But I could, I could see that as well. So who knows? I'm going to take a moment. We're going to go to commercial break. And when we get back, we're going to talk a little bit more about this topic as well as some of the uh, different talent who previously come back to NXT. Maybe you've had some successes, maybe not so great successes. You know, who knows? But uh, why don't you uh, stay tuned uh, for the second half of the show? Greg, let's go ahead and pay some bills. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out TheChairShot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, TheChairShot.com. All right, we are back with the second half of the show. And Greg, I just want to throw out like a wild card question to you because this literally came to mind as we were on commercial break and we talked about WWE bringing different um, roster stars to NXT. Um, I think it would be interesting and I don't know how they would build this in, but sometimes a one-off would be great. Um, Bringing in someone that hasn't been on NXT television before, um, but someone who directly competed with NXT at one time um, on another TV show, and that would be Cody Rhodes. Um, I think, again, sometimes it doesn't need to make sense, but the pop or the ability to have Cody Rhodes on NXT television and, you know, do his, you know, catchphrase, hey, what do you guys want to talk about? I think in that setting would actually be funny and, you know, all the uh, jabs and things in there, too. I mean, that would be, to me, a little fascinating, knowing the history um, between Cody Rhodes, AEW, and NXT. I agree with you. I would love to see them do that. You got to have the right person, and yeah. the right person just got called up, and to me, that's Grayson Waller. That would have been the perfect guy to do it with. I do think you could pull it off with Braun Breaker, and, and he's in that interesting case right now as he's doing the thing he's doing with Seth Rollins, and I could see him kind of almost being that person that that causes people to come down. But yeah, the the, the parallels with AEW and all of that, uh, and and I, I do think that would be a very fun and look. Ziggler wasn't even there all that long, and he held the title like his whole run was like a month. Yeah, and AJ's yeah. been down there, Ray's been down there. Like there have been some one offs. Mm-hmm. That weren't long term like Apollo was and like it feels like some of these others 
are. Oh, it's just interesting too because Baron Corbin, Mustafa Ali, like they're still appearing on on the other shows. Um, yeah, and, and so well, they're 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 truly a free agent. Yes. So you know, to WWE's credit, they have been utilizing that uh, terminology and that role in an interesting way. You they know, are. in a way that's to its intended. Is it necessarily interesting? Not you know, I can't I can't say Can that, be. but at least. You cannot say, you know what? It's making more sense than it did a few months ago. That's true. That's a hundred percent true. Um, so yeah, I would love to see Cody do that. I, I think, you know, uh, there are person there are some personalities like a Noam Dar or whatever who would be interesting. But the, the, if Noam Dar were the guy, that match can't be competitive. Like it just can't be with, with Cody. But like if it were Grayson, they could have. If it were Braun, it definitely can. So it just depends on the who. Like if Carmella wasn't a babyface, that could potentially work. But um, maybe you do it with like a Dijak or something like that. I, I could potentially see. But um, or Gallus, I, I could see him working Joe Coffee. So there are mm-hmm. options. There are options. I would be down. I would be down for that idea, and I would be down to see Cody Rhodes do a quick little two week program down in NXT. One week to set it up, followed by the actual match that happened the next week. I'd be on board with that. And, and yeah. Atlanta's not that far from Orlando. So you, you can. No, well, I mean, also, Cody Rhodes got a long year ahead of him, you know, of avoiding yeah. Roman Reigns. So why not eventually year, just do Longer a little, than a year. I am not in the yeah. WrestleMania 40 camp of people who Oh, think what? Okay. It's not happening okay. at WrestleMania 40. No. Well, still, he has a long way to, you know, circle well, around. He's going to win Reigns. the other championship before he wins Roman Reigns' championship. So. Wow, fascinating. I think Cody's um, going to a whole different topic, but Cody yeah, will walk whole, into WrestleMania 40 as the World Heavyweight Championship. Oh, shit. That's my opinion. Because Seth Rollins will be challenging Roman Reigns for his title because he's going to win the Royal Rumble. Because yeah. that's your WrestleMania 40 main event. I don't think they have – because that's the two biggest stars in the company right now. Yeah. So to me, yeah. that's your WrestleMania 40 main yeah. event. Way off topic. So either – yeah, but either way, that still means, you know, you got something – Cody has to do something between, you know, now and – he ain't even done with Brock yet. So yeah. now he's got the little and, Yeah, I didn't even know with Brock. Match. Yeah. So side side match, side match, whatever. But I, I again I think it would be um interesting. While we're on the topic, you mentioned, you know, it, it would it, is there any other uh you know, raw or SmackDown talent you think it'd be interesting to have come and visit NXT? I would love and and I mean you could do it with the whole group. I would love to have the Judgment Day go to NXT, mm. but really the main player of it all be Dominic. Um, I think Dominic and NXT would be great to have a run against Carmelo Hayes and, yeah. and that sort of thing. Dominic never got the NXT run. Mustafa yeah. Ali didn't get the NXT run either, and yeah. now he's sort of getting it because he got he went Ooh. from Cruisery Classic to yeah. Five Live to, to main roster. When Dom only had one or two matches in NXT, and this was prior to the turn with the Judgment Day, but right. at that point too, like mechanically, it actually made sense. Like he had such a good turnout in NXT. Oh, it fit. It fit. So yeah, it fit well. well. That if they hadn't gone with this direction, the Judgment Day, I would have thought a run in NXT would have been the next fit because he was I kind agree. of lost with his, you know, the whole storyline with his dad. Like after a while, you're like, you know, not as much interested. Now this whole Dom is totally different story but in general i think dominant nxt have always you know worked because of the fact that there's still so much fine-tuning with him but i think it's it's a whole other level now and the Um, rest of judgment day finn balor rhea ripley damian priest until he gets kicked out even jd mcdonough who's going to be coming into it like they all have strong nxt ties and and every single one of them has held a championship down there as well. So See, even JD was cruiserweight champion. I so. think I don't know if Judgment like Judgment Day is going to kick out uh, Damian Priest. What I do think is there may be kind of like a schism. You know, no pun intended. Like Dom and Rhea doing their own thing. Like that's their own show. You know, and maybe Finn and JD doing their own thing and then kind of Damian like I don't I kind of see like in general splitting it up in three. Um, whoever decides to keep the judgment day name, I don't know, maybe they keep it with Dom and, and Rhea, but I don't, I, I kind of see it that way. I see it like right now. Cause they're, they're already in like a three prong storyline in a way, right. you know, Damien kind of his own thing, you know, JD and, and Finn and then, um, 
Dom and, and Rhea. Like uh, to me, that's kind of the more natural schism than than them just kicking out. Now, who knows? Maybe there's a storyline that happens where there's more justification for Rhea and Dom to take sides. And maybe that's part of a storyline where they're kind of forced to take sides right. between um, Finn and uh, Damien. But I kind of also see Dom and Rhea don't need the judgment day right now. So, but I think know. the judgment, there's so much equity in the judgment day that if you did keep the name, I think you put, and I think you do have to keep the name. There's just too much there. I would keep it with Finn and and, and JD. Yeah, exactly. Just because yeah. Dom and Rhea don't need it. I think they the storyline there do. though is making them choose sides, and yeah. eventually it all ends up being Dom and Rhea, Finn and JD together as the Judgment Day. Because mm-hmm. um, I just think it works, and and it's gotten yeah. over, and 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 then Damian Priest and go off and have the babyface run that that they're ready for him to have. Um, and then you go full circle WrestleMania 40 where you get Damien and Bad Bunny teaming up once again, this time against Finn and, and JD, if not Finn and Dom. So there's plenty that you can do with, with the Judgment Day, but I agree. But I would love current form Judgment Day. I would I would not mind seeing a run in NXT with Dom really as a centerpiece in NXT for a Judgment. Because Dom and Carmelo, like you could main event one of your oh, yeah. premium live events like out of town with, with Dom and Melo very easily in, in any city in the country at this point. Mm-hmm. I, I absolutely agree. Now, I kind of want to pivot because we talked about um, Apollo earlier, um, someone who was able to have a run in NXT, um, you know, and then he gets kind of redrafted back to the main roster. But I think we're now in a situation where we've forgotten about him again. We don't yeah. see him anymore. So I also wonder, same thing with, you know, I feel like Dolph Ziggler is a different situation because he's kind of like, breaking case of emergency type of dude in mm-hmm. general now like he only comes out every yeah and he's and and that's more of his style and timeline now but people once they get back from you know the jump back to the to the main roster kind of are silent again so even though it may bring some extra eyes on NXT I, doesn't it matter if it kind of puts the talent or the wrestlers back at a proverbial square one, not to say complete square one, because I think there's a lot of successes, you know, with Apollo actually having more of a defined character and personality and presence in the ring. But when you don't get to then showcase that on television is, you know, do you kind of wonder, well, you know, what was it for? I don't really wonder what it was for. I just think it's, it's again, we're in this new era of Triple H's leadership. And one thing that it's funny too, because he used to balk at talent getting called up from NXT unless there was a well-defined plan for them on the main roster. Cause he didn't want to see talent get pulled up and, and flounder on the main roster. But now he's moving people from NXT to the main roster without a well-defined plan. And I think it's more of a, you're ready for the main roster. You're running NXT is over. So we're going to pull you up and there may be some time. Now he's working house shows, but there may be some time before you are on TV They've also been much more open to embrace the time off thing. You look at like the likes of Charlotte Flair and such. Like mm-hmm. you, you always say the phrase and, and use it better than anybody else. Like I can't miss you if you never leave. And and there's some of that. I don't think NXT wasn't prominent enough to where you have to go from NXT straight to the main roster and poof have an impact. Like we could see Apollo in late July or even after SummerSlam, and then next thing you know, he has his run. I mean, he's already been intercontinental United States champion. Like he's done all those things, but it's not a rush with, with the main roster right now. And I think there's a, they're a little more open to embracing people spending some time off of television as well. That's a, that's a fair point. I think we do live and I know I sometimes am guilty of it in the, you know, instant gratification or satisfaction now, now, now. And if I don't see the result now, then, you know, does it, does it exist? And that's justified. Uh, um, that's that because that's how it was for years. Like yeah. what you're saying but I, is I, not. I do think wrong. you know uh, you have to also want to ride on some of that momentum as well. That if you know it is, it's kind of contradictory to what I said. You know, if I you can't, I can't miss you if you don't leave. But also, if I forget about you, if I don't have that attachment to you, it's it's going to be at its peak when you know it, there's something happening. And then if you cool down too much, why do I care about you? Like I did, right. you know, 
And I guess my belt. big thing is I don't know that there really was a lot of momentum. You know, I don't I don't think that there was. I, that's a lot of true. It wasn't like there was a lot of momentum, but there was momentum. And I think that that's what it is. It wasn't like this wave, you know, of momentum, but it was something. It was, yeah. you know, a little, it was a blip. And sometimes those blips, you kind of continue need to do more and more and more. But again, too, I think it's just the challenge when now, too, Raw and SmackDown are so heavily dominated by, you know, the interweavings of the Bloodline storylines, of Judgment Day, of, mm. you know, even like, you know, aspects of the the lwo there's a lot of faction driven stories as well as you know stories with the the women's divisions the the title pictures um and kind of everything in between so it's it's just harder i think um to 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 get that airtime and that visibility Mm. when we are truly in one of the most successful storytelling eras of professional wrestling. And what and could be interesting is, is we can't see the storyboarding in the future plans. Like they might already know when they plan to bring him back on television. Yeah. We have no idea. Cause I, I yeah. I'm more willing to be confident in a long-term plan now than any other time. That is true. That is, that is true. But I think my point is just more with the success of some of these other stories, they may be rolling with, you know, don't, there's no need to fix it if it's not broken. And let's, let's give it more airtime if right. we know people are watching it. And that absolutely. could possibly kind of, you know, leave others out um, in the dark. But you're also absolutely right. You know, now that there is an emphasis on storytelling and interweaving of people, um, at least there's also give some more hope of long-term plans for, for others. Can we talk about the Seth Rollins thing? Yes, yes, of course. I what love do you want to talk about? <laughs> I, I think it's great. I loved when Braun made the challenge. Uh, the only thing that would have made it better, and I haven't seen NXT this week, but I saw clips of what happened. only thing that would have made it better for me is if Rollins was there physically instead oh. of just on, on, the, on the video board. But um, <sighs> watching the clips, and I usually watch NXT on Tuesday nights while I'm producing podcasts like – getting them prepped to be uploaded and, and posted on air. But um, watching the clips, I don't think Braun knew if he was going to come. Mm-hmm. Like the look on Braun's face when Rollins said yes was not the, 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 the shit pushing heel Braun at all. Like he seemed genuinely happy, which the current Braun character would not be genuinely happy, which makes me think they were like, We'll do this. We'll see what he says. Like, I don't know that he knew um, in a legitimate way, which I think is great because he looked elated and, and Braun should not look elated in his current character form, which is why I feel this way. I think it's great. I, I think it's just another like Rollins is the right champion to do. I can't see Roman Reigns showing up in, in the in the, in the performance center, even though he also was a product of the performance center. But like Rollins coming in them, you know, 400 people singing his song and having the match with Braun Breaker. And then that's the other thing. Like, how do you do the Braun Breaker match? Like, yeah. is it going to be clean with no shenanigans? Are we going to use this to also set up Braun's next program in NXT? Because he's on the poster for the Great American Bash show in, in July. So it, it's just interesting to me to see where they go from here. Uh, but I just, I just think it's a great idea. And I thought it was going to happen more like on Raw or, or something else. But I love the fact that, you know, Rollins is, is bringing it to, to, to NXT. Like he's literally being a completely different champion than what we've had before. And I think it's great. Yeah. I think it's perfect. No. And and I think it's a, I agree. It's a great way to establish this new title. I know it's been, you know, considered by much on the internet. And I think in a lot of subtext within WWE is this work rate championship. This is the fighting championship. This is the championship that you're going to see defended everywhere because Roman Reigns is not defending his championship. And maybe it's a little bit of a case of like, look over there, like, Hey, we'll distract you with this fighting champion so that you, you know, don't necessarily focus on what Roman is not doing, but it also makes his defenses that much more special that when he does defend it, it is a big yeah. deal. And, you know, having those two contrasting, um, championships, um, and, 
types of defenses is great because you kind of get to um, appease a little bit of, of all of your fan base. You have, you know, Seth, you know, kind of working through and going to these, uh, you know, working through people throughout the, the roster, yeah. but still being a fighting champion. I think it's a little unique. I remember either listening or hearing or reading. Um, it was an interview that, um, Seth did closer to WrestleMania this year. I think it was a, a video about, um, his thoughts, you know, about when Cody came back and him being the challenger for Cody and kind of some feelings, a little bit of resentment that mm-hmm. he was, you know, uh, going to lose against Cody when he's been here, you know, right. that he had kind of a chip on the shoulder, even though he's had some of the biggest accomplishments in all of wrestling, he was still losing to someone who, who left. Right. Um, and I think that this is kind of, you know, it's in a roundabout way too, kind of that way for him to showcase and the company to showcase and kind of acknowledge, you know, the person that's been there that's fought through, that's changed and evolved, you know, the opportunity to showcase his talent while also, you know, the, the talent of others on the roster. And I think it's kind of a kind of cool roundabout way of seeing the bigger picture right. and that you have moments and you have, you know, stories. And I think to, you know, some, some of this, I don't know how long this has been in the works to have the secondary title. But it always felt that as soon as it was announced, you know, Seth was the person. And, I, and if us as fans, if we knew that, I can only imagine what that was like, you know, on the other side. It's interesting because it's 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 also for me a lot about Seth because he deserves to be the main event guy. He deserves to be like his characters to that point. He's over to that point. He sells merchandise to that point. And if not for Roman Reigns, he would be in that position at certain points in the company. That's why I firmly believe he will lose a title sometime around Survivor Series to Royal Rumble and then go on to be the opponent for Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 40. Because to me, there's no one bigger than than Seth Rollins right now who could challenge Roman Reigns for that belt and conceivably main event WrestleMania with him. And save for outside of WrestleMania 31 – Rollins has not gotten the WrestleMania quote unquote main event. He has not mm-hmm. been in that headlining spot. He's had a ton of mid card. He's had high profile. He wrestled Triple H at WrestleMania, for goodness sake. Like he beat Brock Lesnar for the world title at, at WrestleMania, uh, but it was the opener at WrestleMania 35. Mm-hmm. So there's all these different things that have happened. But to me, you look at the profile of Seth Rollins right now and the profile of Roman Reigns, like that to me is the match. And that speaks volumes to. To what you were talking about, all those things about Seth Rollins. So I think he's going to get that. And, and I think it's going to be so well deserved when he does. Um, even though I don't expect him to win, like I still think it'll be such a huge moment. And, and, and he deserves that. He deserves that spotlight. Before then, though, between now and then, I think he's going to build up this championship because to me, it's not a secondary title, especially now that we've got the two championships on Raw, the two championships on SmackDown, one for the men, one for the women. Like, you have to build it up properly so it's not viewed as a secondary championship, and that's what he's doing. And I love just just the way he's doing it, like you talked about, and, and the way it's it's different, including going down to NXT. So, And that does wonders for NXT as well because you're going to have mm-hmm. the World Heavyweight Championship defended on NXT next week, and that goes back to the we're trying to raise the profile of NXT. So still a little iffy on what NXT is right now, but uh, I'm sure we'll get there. But but it's it's at least the confusion is being caused by some really good things. Yeah, I agree. Well, I can't think of any other better way to end the show with on that note. Uh, so we are going to wrap it up for this week. Don't forget to follow us on social media. You can follow me, Miranda Morales, at the hashtag Miranda on Instagram and Facebook. You can follow Greg at Greg DeMarco 44 on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can also follow the chair shot at chair shot media on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Don't forget to visit the home of the Hashtag Miranda Show and the Chairshot Radio Network, your source for wrestling news, events, sports, entertainment, sports and entertainment. That is thechairshot.com. 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 Always use your head. 
And if you are listening to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform like uh, Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. You can subscribe. That way you get notified each and every time a new episode of the Hashtag Miranda Show drops. You can leave a five-star rating and, of course, leave a review. Let us know what you think of the show. Do not forget this Saturday, that is June 17th wrestle drag will be making its grand return um it will be held at the nile theater in mesa you can get your tickets at hittheropes.net doors open at 7 p.m bell time at 8 p.m if you're not available to attend hey that's still okay feel free to share the post you can support the wrestlers who are going to be there by following them on social media. You could buy tickets for someone else, whatever it may be. There is still a way to support local wrestling in your area, even well, if it's not so local to you. There's lots of ways to support independent wrestling, but something that both Greg and I are hu- huge advocates for. And well, we just highly recommend you do. So do that as well as go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot to pick up your very own IZW and chair shot t-shirts today. And that's it. There it goes for this week's episode of the hashtag random show. Thank you. Yep. There it goes. Thank you all so much for listening for Greg DeMarco. I'm Miranda Morales. And don't forget to always keep it soft style. You got no choice, babe.